Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday, the 13th of May. It is 5.30 in the morning in L.A., and I say that because I feel like I'm so wide awake that I can't believe I'm this wide awake at 5.30, but there's something about this time of morning that I just love, and, you know, as we're talking about, you know, reworking the show, putting it in a podcast, and doing all these things, I'm like, but I like waking up at 5.30 in the morning. It's become like this great time for me um, in the day to just wake up and do this first thing in the morning, so We'll see how all that pans out, not decided yet. But today's show, oh, I couldn't wait to do this show. Why do we say unconditional love? What do we want back for saying unconditional love? Is unconditional love possible or not in certain situations? And it just, there was something about it that just bothered me. And I didn't know why it was bothering me all the way. And and I realized there's something, you know, when people say, I don't have ego. And I'm like, how could you not have ego? We all have ego. Oh, no, I don't have ego. I don't operate from ego. And I said, well, operating from ego and not having one are two different things. But we have to be realistic about who we are because otherwise we can't deal with what we're doing or why we're doing it. And so when we say unconditional love, does it mean we have also as well conditional love, like I'll only love you until you do this or if you do this or that? I've seen many situations. Well, if she ever does that, I'm out of here. Or if he ever, you know, does this or, you know, and we even come up with things that we think everyone will understand, like cheating and whatever. But love is just love. And when we put conditions on it, because putting, now I've got to say it, and it's going to be like this play on words, so just bear with me, but putting conditions on unconditional love is what we're doing. We're saying, okay, I have unconditional love. And all the people I've heard that from where they come in and they start dating and they have these statements, you know, we're unconditional love. And I'm like, we're unconditional love. And then, you know, two years later, they broke up and one of them's writing me that the other one just left. Just left. Can you believe so-and-so did that to me? And, and, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah because it's one of the ways people leave. It's not a good way. It's not a happy way. But wait, what happened to all that talk I heard in the beginning? So my brain starts to get a little bit weirdly confused about it. And I think to myself, hey, you know, we really got to think about this. We got to be careful about what we're saying. But I still couldn't figure out why. So then I asked Christ. And I say, Christ, what is it about unconditional love that really bugs me? 
said, you know, this is Christ because he's just so cool. But he said, but it interferes with free will. And I thought, that's it. It does interfere with free will. It makes us feel like we can't disagree. We can't break up. We can't do what we want. That's what it feels like. And then I thought, there's times where things may have happened in my own life where I really loved somebody. And, and, and even till now, and even till now, I know that I still love those people. There's two of them that I, I you know, it just breaks my heart that we couldn't stay together. I still love them. I still will communicate with them if we need to. I never treated them with disrespect or tried to hurt them. And then there's other people that I met that I never want to see again. And I have to be honest about it. Whatever it was they were they were giving or selling or telling me or wanting from me or whatever it was, I understood that I could never deliver. And so I didn't want to beat my head against the wall. Did that have to do with unconditional love or conditional love? Because if there's unconditional love, there has to be a conditional love. And I realized those titles actually meant nothing to me in the entire process. You either love or you don't. And neither is good or bad. It's like, you know, we feel like because I saw Christ or because I'm, I'm this person who, who talks about love all the time. You can't put it where it doesn't belong, and you can't take it out where it is. It's, a, it's an emotion. And, you know, everybody tries to explain love their way, but at the, at the end of the day, you either feel something or you do not feel it. But to put pressure on it and expectations and proof is all our ego telling us to do that. When we say unconditional love, we just put a condition on love. The two relationships that I was in in my lifetime where I felt like I knew I was good with those people until I disagreed with them. I was good with them until I disagreed with them. I knew it in my heart. I knew that, wow, they think I'm great now, but, boy, if I told them how I felt about something, which I ended up having to do, they're not going to love me the same way. They'll drop me. They'll go on to someone else. You know, when you're younger, you think like that at times. What I didn't understand at that time was that those were the two people who had the narcissistic personalities in my life. I didn't know they were narcissistic at the time. The second one I did, first one I didn't. But I fit like a glove with that personality. But one thing happened in it that I couldn't explain, and it was that I always knew 
if I wasn't good enough or if I challenged them by being myself, whoever myself was, that they would not be happy with me. I would feel like they wouldn't love me. Every day it was like you wake up, it was, you know, Groundhog Day. You had to prove you were worth loving every day. and You didn't want to mess everything up. So what was that love called? That was conditional love? Probably. But I don't believe there's an unconditional love. I, I see it, you know, there's, I love my kids without conditions, but I don't have to say no conditions. We just face whatever comes. It's a title that gets slapped on stuff that tries to show we are good or that we are closer or that it's, it's an illusion of love. Putting a condition on love. Oh, we love each other unconditionally. Well, why do we have to make that statement? That's why that illusion is there. Because now when you say that, that takes so much, like, obscure thoughts that we may have. Like, well, what if it, like, pushes the envelope? What if we do this? Well, what if we do that? What if we disagree? Will you love me? And then if I don't put a, a, a ring on your finger, you won't? Will you leave? Does that mean you don't love me anymore? Or does it just mean that you wanted different things in life? And then you start feeling like you failed because you couldn't love unconditionally. Think about how much pressure saying unconditional love. I love my kids unconditionally. Well, of course you do. They're your kids. They're yours. You can't, like, decide you don't want them anymore. They're yours. I don't get it. I used to love the term. At first I was like, yeah, if people understood that and and acted on that, then we could all just love each other. But that was so unrealistic because as I was learning how to deal with people in public and new relationships as a single mom and and all of that, I had to think, well, what kind of relationships would work for me? Who would I have in my life that would fit in my life? And these are questions before you meet someone so that you can kind of channel your brain as to who to pay attention to in life that you can work with. And working with somebody and understanding and having the same goals got confused and commingled with love. And the only way I saw it was when I wasn't with someone, which was for a, a huge chunk of my life. And I realized that the love and the excitement and the curiosity that we feel towards a new person. We make a lot of promises in the beginning because we're so excited, but we're making them with someone we don't know yet very well or at all at times. 
so it's easy to throw around terms like unconditional love or I will love you forever, making promises that, you know, eventually you cannot keep because you made them too soon. Not because you didn't want to keep them, but as we learn each other, we need space without labels and conditions. To just say, I just met this person, I'm learning this person. And as I'm learning this person, and it feels better and better every day, that's different than I'm learning this person and I'm seeing one red flag after another. And where did that even hit? So yesterday's Mother's Day, and I'm thinking of, you know, all the different Mother's Days I've had. And, you know, by now I've had quite a few because my daughter's 29 and my son is like 26 now. So, you know, they're older. And I really thought about how I thought, well, you know, if I'm with this person and then my family would be perfect and it's that, and I was always looking for this, whatever I thought was perfect, perfect. And part of it included those feelings, like, I just want to love somebody no matter what. But life taught me that there's certain things that I couldn't take. I, I can't take if somebody doesn't admit the truth along the way in life, or the fact that even truth is an issue in the relationship. I would rather have been alone over time than be with someone who does that and then never admits it. I mean, it's almost like the elephant in the room, but no one can talk about it because the person will not ever admit that they lied. And if you catch them, they treat you like you've just assaulted them. And to have to put all your energy in that exhausted me. So I could tell somebody I love them, and I will love them after I'm, I'm gone because the behavior was unacceptable to my lifestyle. If I wanted to argue about whether or not you lied every single day of my life for the rest of my life, that's that I saw as a choice. Did it mean I didn't love the person? No, I still love them even till now. I still talk to them. I don't get close enough to where their lives will affect me because that's who they are wherever they go. They can go out with another 100 people. If they don't acknowledge that they're doing that, they're going to have to keep going until they find someone who either doesn't care enough or doesn't care at all about that part. But that's their thing to learn, not mine. But my choice was whether or not I wanted that be a part of my life had nothing to do with loving the person did it mean I didn't love them unconditionally I don't know did it mean that I put a condition on the relationship because of the lying no because I didn't even see that coming I was never with somebody who lied that much and they did it so naturally that it took me a while to catch it. But once I did, it was a decision of a lifestyle. 
I was going to have to play cat and mouse for the rest of my life. And they got off on it and could care less that they did it. So why should I have taken that on so seriously? Or I could just say, you know, just do that. That's okay. Because I couldn't sleep at night. Because every night when you go to bed, you want to reconcile. You, you want to clean up your day, clean up your thinking, and you fall asleep. And every night before I'd sleep, I'd realize my heart's racing. I couldn't even begin to say what was going on because if I did, it was going to be denied. And I remember one day I, I just woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, I can never say how I have to go. This is way too disturbing. And I have to say, not that I don't love you. I do, but I don't owe you anything for that love. This behavior is just maddening. And I came to you and I was a peaceful person and now my insides are not peaceful anymore. And I can't do this as a lifetime. I can't. I want to. I can't. I'm not blaming you. I'm not accusing you. I'm just telling you my reaction to this relationship is just maddening. I was that honest. I had to be. And being that honest to somebody who doesn't tell the truth sounds like a huge accusation. And, but I wasn't accusing. It was true. It would take me hours to get that person to admit that what they did was actually what they did. So then I said, there's a delusion there, and I'm fighting delusion at this point. Does it mean I don't love them? If my child does something, and I'm really upset, and I come to them, and I try to get them from this angle and that angle and say, hey, you know, maybe you could see it better if I say it this way. Maybe you could see it better if I tell you that way. But I'm willing to do the work. But if I'm doing the work, and the other person doesn't want to grow, and you've grown past that, now you're out of balance. I'm willing to wait it out. I'm willing to give a chance. Does that mean that I have conditions on love and if they don't pull through, I'm gone? Does me being gone mean I don't love them? I just want to abolish the term. That's all I want to do is just get rid of the word. Because we put a condition on love and it interferes with what we will do and how we will do it. It interferes with our honesty. It interferes with how we need each other. It interferes with what we think we want. Well, we said we love each other unconditionally. People who love each other unconditionally, unconditionally don't do that. How do we know? At the end of the day, we are still people. At the end of the day, people who say, I won't say if she cheats or he cheats, they will stay. Because the way they love that person 
and how long they've known them, how long they've loved them, all those things are factors. And we always find out that somebody cheating isn't about sex. The only issue with cheating is, is now you have two people, and that's a lot. It's, it's a lot to have one person and be fully there between work and pressure and kids and that. So when you add another person who's a huge emotional I want to say just body of work. You should leave one before you start the other. Sometimes we get scared to do that, so we jump into another and we transition into another relationship. But I found that the partner that's left behind is willing to take that person back, especially after time invested. So we can never say what we will do in the future because that interferes with our free will as well. So putting terms on things, it was the same thing that Christ was saying about the way we say our marriage vows and why some people immediately start to freak out once they've gotten married. When we're talking about how we're going to behave in the future, our free will starts going, but but wait a minute. You can't take away decisions of something you don't know yet. And we find that when we don't put labels on things, people don't have anything to fight against and naturally they tend to work things out differently. When we start to feel like a cliche or a stereotype or put impossible conditions that tell our emotions they can only feel a certain way, then when we feel the other emotions, like let's say we say, I love you unconditionally, and we say it all the time, like, oh, I love you unconditionally. And then one day you're mad because that's an emotion. How do you deal with that? How do you approach it? Well, you come, we always come with love and say, hey, you know what? This and this I found out or you know what, we can't do this this way. I know you want to, but we can't afford it. Does it mean that you're not doing everything you can for that person? No, we have to think about it. We have to think about what we put on ourselves, what we do to ourselves, why we do it. We have to give ourselves room to grow and to breathe because that's when we get to see the depths of love. That's when we get to see, like, hey, you know what? I like doing this along the way. I like feeling like I have choices. Because sometimes the choices are just how you're going to approach something. It's not all about staying or going. When I was with the person who, who, who lied like that a lot, 
you know, when I met people, they knew. They're like, oh, man, you should have met his mom all the time. He would tell his mom, mom, that's not true. That's not true while she was talking. And then it turned out that's what I was doing with her son. So when I realized it was something in the family and their way of life and their way of accepting people into the family by sharing that kind of behavior for whatever reason that worked for them, I just couldn't be in that environment. I couldn't not know what was going on in my own life. Because when we meet people, we are every day investing in a future. It's an investment of our love, of our time, of our energy, of our pressure, of our challenges. All of that we are saying, I am going to share that with you. But it's the two people that are in the mix who both want unconditional love, who doesn't? Don't have space and room to grow and feed themselves emotionally. They can't stay because there's nothing to hold it together. It's like ego, you know, sliding in the back door. Here, say that. Put this pressure on your relationship. Oh, there's um, a great conversation going on in chat that I just saw. Men want to leave females, get chubby, sag lines, females, then leaves males, income goes down. Our society brainwashes us, and some people are sociopaths or psychopaths, and others are empaths. Free will was created at an economical council to solve a dilemma. When we combine old scriptures with modern humans, we can get confused. Oh, wow, there's, there's a lot there. Um, but we have to pay attention to what we say, what we are thinking, why we are thinking it, what we want from it. We have to put into place that once we start labeling our lives, and the things we want from someone. We're already in trouble. I remember, you know, as we grow, people coming to me and saying to me, but he looks like this. She seemed great in the beginning. And I think, listen to ourselves. We have to pay attention to what's going on in the beginning. We have to say to ourselves, when we first meet somebody, we're just curious. We didn't fall in love at first sight, we felt curious at first sight. Give ourselves time to know who we're dealing with. Understand that we're bringing brand new people into our world that we don't know anything about, so don't be promising the farm. Giving ourselves time and space to learn and understand and see and feel. But using terms like unconditional love has gotten more people in trouble than it's helped because it put a pressure on you 
to be someone that now you're not allowed to feel on them, someone who feels like they have to be perfect, whatever that means. And then what happens is we stop trusting each other because we're afraid they're not going to give us the, the true opinion because they're afraid they're going to rock that unconditional love boat. It puts a condition on the relationship that tells us that, okay, well, that's not an unconditional love behavior. It is. It puts an imposition and a focus on something that is felt and that feelings can't change and feelings can't grow. It stunts it all. Because now whatever you felt in the beginning, you have to try to sustain, and that's not even realistic. That's not even realistic. Realistic is saying, hey, I'm here, and you know what? I hope things are great, and every day let's just have that be our focus. Instead of how to behave every day in the relationship, that every day I am just going to be focused on making this the best day. Saying to the other person, all we have to do is be together and try to make every day the best day we can have. Then you could breathe instead of trying to live up to something that we're human. We're, we're going to just put a, a roadblock of all these experiences that are going to show us we need to feel. And we need to have an opinion. And we need to have space. You guys, my time is up. I love you. I will see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.